0: I, think I Oh am. praise the Lord.
1: I'll be fidgeting if I don't. Give me something to put in my hands. Y'all they gave me a microphone. Woo! We're in trouble now. Good morning. Good morning. I'm trying to get all my little pieces and parts together. I brought my notes in a folder. Not because I needed the folder, but I needed a fan. Dang, it gets hot up in here and those lights don't help me much. So, Good morning, good morning, Jesus, we need you. Yeah, amen. Amen. I promise you that has become the first words I speak if someone asks me to pray. Jesus, we need you. Because without you, we got nothing. Without you, it's my flesh. And y'all don't need none of that. Without you, we don't find freedom. So, Jesus, we need you. We need you right now. I need a double portion. So, Lord, I just ask that you lead me where you'd like us to go. So, I kind of got a title that the, down, the Lord downloaded into me. And can I do a really brief, like, how I got here today, Daniel? Can we do that really brief? <laughs> so, last Friday, a week ago Friday, uh, 10 days ago, Daniel calls me, leaves me a text, Hey, Tony, would you, would you share in church on Mother's Day? And I looked at my phone, and I looked at my husband, and I'm like, oh, my God. They're asking me to speak. Robbie went, awesome. I'm like, mmm, mm. So we talked for about 30 minutes in the car, and the more we talked, the more I thought, okay, I'm in. And I promise you, when I called Daniel, I said, I pray to God I don't regret this. But you can count on me. Four hours later, I get a phone call from my nephew. My brother had been in an exploratory surgery that day. And they had found something. We still don't know what it is. We won't find out till Tuesday. But as soon as I got that phone call, I looked at Robbie. I said, you call Daniel. Because there ain't no way. I'm going to be able to share on Sunday. So the week progresses. I tell Hannah because she's so excited that I'm going to speak. Isn't she awesome, my baby girl? Hannah's like, Mom, you're not going to Florida? I said, No, not yet. Then you could still share. I'm like, No. I'm already out of the picture. Daniel's found someone. And she went, Nope, he hadn't. Dang! I go to bed Thursday night. Robbie is—he's asleep, in all the glory that some of you men sleep. He was—he was, he was sawing y'all. I mean, we got a—we got timber everywhere, don't we? Greg and Robbie is helping break that down. So, I'm laying in bed and TBN is on. There's some women. Oh, they're so loving Jesus and their mamas, and they're just sharing the wealth of all that God has done through them over the years. And I start wrestling with God. I'm like, I'm going to sleep. He said, no, you're not. I'm like, I'm going to sleep. I turned over. There was no getting none. Noah was texting me at 11 o'clock at night. I'm on my way home, so then that kicks on the mama mode, right? Got to watch out for my boy and make sure he gets in. Finally, around 11.45, I did that thing I don't know if y'all do this thing, but I finally went, what? <laughs> what do you want to say? And he said, I need your voice. I'm like, no, you don't. <laughs> I'll tell people one-on-one all day long. You don't need me up there. I so at 11.51, I texted Daniel Wheeler because if I hadn't texted in that moment, I would have taught myself slap out of it. So the next morning, Daniel's like, you got it, it's yours, you're in. And then there was a confirmation with Beth Thompson, who had also been asked to share a testimony. Is she in here today? She too was wrestling with the Lord at 11.45 Thursday night. And at the time I said yes, Beth heard, it's okay. I got it covered. So two women... (laughs) So I'm here for a purpose, y'all. Let's find out what it is, okay? <laughs> All right. So the, the um, title I kind of got was The Mother's Heart of the Father as downloaded to the mother of things that he wants to know that you know. Things that he knows that you need. Things that he knows can change your world. So y'all buckle up. Here we go. So, number one, he loves you. Amen. Amen. He loves you. And every one of y'all are going, I know. I know. But I don't think we always do. He desires for you to trust his character. He desires for you to love others. He desires for you to love yourself. And he's given all the grace we need to do every one of those. Every one. Oh, how he loves you. We can sing it, right? We can sing it. We can hear it. He can tell us. We even receive it in the moment. We can dwell on it. We can read it in the word, right? There's lots of good scripture about how much he loves us. But do you always know it? Am I the only one who has a doubt on occasion? Somebody help a sister out. Oh, there we go. Wave some hands at me. Okay. (laughs) Because that word always messes me up. I don't always know it. When I'm in what I like to call my right mind, my spiritual mind, I do know it. And there's nothing that comes against my faith That can tell me different. But, that's a capital B-U-T on my paper right there. But, when life comes at me, and y'all, life's come at me hard, especially these last years, it puts me in my not-so-right mind. Anybody got a not-so-right mind? Woo! Life's got a way of doing that. You know, I actually used to think this is truth. Sure, God loves me. He says it. He told me he has to. He's God. But does he like me? Like, does he really want to hang out with me? I couldn't, I couldn't fathom it. I knew too much about myself. Do y'all know too much about yourselves? I've messed up so royally in life that I was convinced that God walked away from me. Maybe never too far away, but he sure didn't want to be with me. That's what my daddy used to do. Anybody? If I messed up, my daddy withdrew his love. But I have come to realize in 38 years of Christianity, this walk I do, it is a very dangerous thing to compare your World with the Father to our earthly fathers. Some of us had great ones. Props to them. Some of us didn't. So he is who he is and he stands alone. He is not man, right? He loves me. He loves you. He just loves. And it's based on what? On what we do? On what we get right? What we succeed in? No. He loves us because Jesus Christ died on a cross. He shed his blood. He died. He stayed there. He rose again. Hallelujah. And that blood is on the mercy seat. And Jesus gave us the window. God looks at us through that mercy seat. He doesn't look at us through our actions. So he loves you. What was that, Graham Cook? He loves you because 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 he loves you, you, you. I don't think I said it as many times as he did. He has an earnest desire for us to trust his character. Anybody ever wrestle with the character of the Father? Oh, I'm alone on this one. Ooh. We'll breeze right through it. Oh, thank you for that hand. Love you, Sandy. (laughs) That's my friend back there. You know, if I'm in my not-so-right mind, and I don't know that he loves me, how in the world am I going to trust his character? How? How can you do it? We can't. It takes no in the first to get to this one. Right? It's things like he's a good, good father. Again, I struggled with that one, y'all. I lo- My daddy passed away when I was 17. And I have an intense love for him today. And that only came through what the father has done for me. But I wrestled with it. He is our provider. Any of y'all try to start a ministry? Whoo, the sister has struggled with the provider. I'm just going to say it. He'll never leave us. Okay, once again, I think I've chased him away on occasion. He's my deliverer. You've been in some tight places. I've doubted it. I'm not going to lie. I've doubted it. He's a mighty warrior in our midst. Whoo, isn't that good? I'm in my right mind. That's good. When I'm on my not-so-right-mind, I'm like, where's your sword? What are you doing for me? I need you to fight for me. This is a big one. He's our healer. Y'all, I'd be lying. I blew a fuse on this one. I just flat-out blew a fuse. When my little sister died of lung cancer, after adamantly believing that he was going to heal her, It crushed me. It crushed me. And when I began to really come back into the light, I told the Lord, I'm so broken. If I was that lamp, I told Robbie, if I was that lamp, he would take me to the dump because there's no light left in me. I couldn't find my footing I just couldn't get it. And real life happens to every one of us. The death of my sister intense. There are many ways that the enemy comes at us. It's a multitude of ways that knocks us off our feet. And sometimes it's hard to get our footing again. And when I can't get my footing, I'm in my not-so-right mind. And if I'm in my not-so-right mind, I don't know he loves me, and I don't trust his character. I don't know about y'all, but I'm beginning to recognize that don't get me very far, right? <laughs> That's a dangerous place to be. But how did I get there? How did I get my not-so-right mind, right? There's, it's okay, I'm going to need a fan. Thank you, baby. Um, how did I get into my unbelieving world? I don't know. Hurt? Disappointment, sadness, depression, sickness. There are people who have 24 hours worth of pain. I can take you into dark places. Self-pity. Ooh, Nobody wants to talk about self-pity, do we? I can swim in it. I ain't eat backstrokes. Uh. Splash in the water. Woo. Everybody hates me, God can't use me, I'm just the broken lamp, take me to the dump, right? So, self-pity is ugly. Uh, sin, doubt, ooh, shame. Anybody experience any shame up in the house today? I love my boys. I love them all. Mama of the multitude. And I do love them. I love those faces. But I'm here to say that over and over and over again, he has proven that his character is trustworthy. And by him and the power of him, he can take you into a new place where you can trust his character. He desires for us to love others. Ooh, buckle up here. I don't always love people. Sorry. Is that bad for me to say? I get tired. I get tired. Daniel, love him. Gotta love him. 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 (laughs) Is there a relationship in your life that just takes it out of you? Somebody, listen to him. I love my boys. Is there a relationship up in the house that just gets to you? Yeah. Amen. As long as it ain't Noah. Noah, stay out of trouble, baby. Stay out of trouble. Is there a relationship that it just feels like they they drain the very core of your soul? Like, do you know when i This is bad. I'm so sorry. I call them soul suckers. Like, people who just like a leech that gets on me and I can't get them off and again we're talking about my not so right mind right okay not this charming beloved I love Jesus over here but when I get over there is there a a name that you hear that just makes you angry as soon as you hear it see reference to soul sucker. Okay, Um, are there people that you judge the minute you lay eyes on them? (laughs) Woo, it's going to get better. (laughs) I don't know, I can't promise that. Okay, is there someone who's hurt you and they've hurt you so deeply? That really forgiveness, mm, I know I need to. But I'm not there yet. I'm gonna hold on to my right to be right. If you gotta be right to be right, then you better get right, cause you're wrong. Ooh, that was good. God spoke that to Robbie when he was mean to me one day. (laughs) Why? I remind him of it any chance I get. He's a good man. That man God gave me. <laughs> when, I'm in my right mind. when he's in his right mind, he's <laughs> glorious. <laughs> when we're both in a not so right mind, mm, y'all don't want to come out to the nest. I'm just gonna say it. Is there someone that's just so different from you that you can't even begin to imagine having a relationship with him? Is there someone so much like you that you can't stand to be around them? <laughs> See, I think I'm the only one. I met a girl named Tony. I swear to God, there ain't many of us out there. Ran smack dab into her. Every time I saw her, I was like, y'all, I can't take what? She's so fake. She is so, you can't love people like she thinks she loves people. She's so phony, hugging on people all the time like she got something. And I'm like, somebody went, have you ever noticed? She's a whole lot like you. And I went, oh oh oh, oh. oh. oh, oh. Ooh, ouch. Ouch. Someone hurt me. I had to get to know Tony. I had to learn to love her. Especially when she was like me. That was that was hard. We're going swimming now, girls. Wives, how about those husbands? Mm. <laughs> Not mine. Not mine. I've heard stories of women. Who struggle. (laughs) But up in my house, it's a good thing. Man, Robbie and I, if he slams a door, oh, Jesus. It just, oh, goes down the spine. I can't stand it. And he'll admit to you he does it on purpose. Especially if we're fighting. Now, we have learned to fight right over the years. There is no name calling. We don't speak death over each other. But he will walk out of the room and slam a door. I'm like, oh, he's just trying to get me riled up. And I'll get up off my couch and I go, don't you slam that door on me. Love my honey. Parents, do we always love those little bundles of joy? What? Rachel? I'm the only one? I'm just going to tell y'all, when Hannah was born... Now, here's, here's a small painted picture. I uh, got engaged when I was 27, and that particular gentleman called me up six weeks before the wedding and said, I don't know why, but I can't marry you. I never laid eyes on him again. He literally fell off the face of the earth. I know. I know. That's what I said. I'm pretty awesome. Like, why can't he marry me? Well, it took me another five years to find out why. So Robbie and I got married six weeks before my 32nd birthday. All I'd ever wanted, y'all, was to be a wife and a mother. That has been a heart cry. So I'm almost 34 years old when I deliver my first bundle of joy. I prayed hard. I prayed hard for this moment. And I'll be dang if she didn't have colic. Oh. <laughs> Nobody told me to pray against colic. Well, let me tell you now, y'all pray against colic. Because <laughs> that little girl cried from 4 to 8 every day. 4 to 8. Now, glory to God, it was 4 p.m. to 8 p.m. But she cried hard. And there wasn't anything i could do so there's there's this one day she had been crying and crying and people kept telling me 12 weeks 12 weeks in 12 weeks it's going to be over i'm like lord god i'm in eight days how how am i going to make it through 12 weeks jesus i i don't trust your character you're not good to me you gave me a baby with colic you don't love me do you see how quickly we did that Did not-so-right mind, not-so-right mind. (laughs) Robbie comes home one day around a quarter to six. So that means Hannah had been crying for an hour and 45 minutes. Like, really, clockwork. He walks in the door. I lovingly walk over, and I say, you got to take her. (laughs) If you don't take her, somebody's going to die here today. And I'm afraid it's gonna be her because I could drop kick her out that
0: window right now.
1: I swear that's what I said. Did I say that?
0: She, she said, I, I, I can't really see how women could throw their children out the window.
1: I could see it clear, y'all. He went, let me have that baby. So he took her from me. I go to the bathroom. I weep for 15 minutes, just cry my guts out. I wash my face. I walk back to the living room, and he goes, I can't do this. I went, oh, you can do it. Oh, you're going to do it. Ooh, happy Mother's Day to us, right? Ooh, props to the mamas. I'm like, if you don't, I'm telling, he went, I'll keep her, I'll keep her. 12 weeks to the day, she quit crying. I'm pretty convinced right now that's because people spoke all that death over me. If they had told me eight days, she'd have quit by nine, I know it. No, 12 weeks, 12 weeks, 12 weeks, okay. So, And then, she is a, go- I mean, really, she is a treasure. I'm glad I didn't hurt her and then when she got alcoholic, she was the angel of all angels I get pregnant with Noah I'm sick as a dog happy mother's day y'all sick as a dog I would put Hannah I'd lay on the couch I'd put her right next to me on the floor I thank God to this day barney i swear that big purple dinosaur saved my life i love i love him the wheels on the bus right i would sit hand on the floor and i'd turn on barney and i'd say stay right here baby And I would be sick as a dog on the couch. I couldn't get up if I wanted. If she had crawled away, Lord God knows. I don't know what would have happened. I couldn't have got off the couch if I wanted to. She never moved. To this day, this girl, if you ask her to do a thing, she's going to do it. That's the character that she's had since birth. After the colic. (laughs) She got it all out in 12 weeks. Wow! And then I gave birth to Noah. <laughs> what a joy. What a joy. The kid didn't have colic. Thank you, Jesus. I knew how to pray that time. You know what I'm saying? But he got into to. Everything. Everything. (laughs) He emptied my cupboards. He loved wall receptacles. (laughs) He figured out how to get the protective child cap out of the plug-in. Robbie came home one night. Noah was red. Red. I had beat the snot out of him that day. (laughs) And every time I beat him, not really, or he'd have been read other places, but he would crawl straight back to that receptacle. I'm like, dude, stop it. On his, he was like 14 months old, his second Christmas. I had to buy a Christmas tree this big and put it high. And he still tried to get it. He was climbing. I'm like, no, let's stop it. So, Happy Mama's Day, y'all. <laughs> Woo, what a joy it is to raise these precious babies. Okay, siblings, you guys always love each other. Hannah, Noah, can y'all stand up for me? Because this is what we did in our house at that rare occasion when they didn't like each other. So rare. Face to face. Eyeball to eyeball. What's the most important thing? What? Do you hear Noah mumbling? He always did that. (laughs) They figured out. We put them in a room and tell them they couldn't come out until they were friends. And I swear to God, they figured out we're going to go out and lie to mom and dad. (laughs) And then we're going to pretend until they go to bed. We found that out too. You did too. (laughs) So it is not always easy to love everyone, right? That's all. It took all of that for me to say that. Sorry. I have a lot of words. Oh.
0: Let me tell you why I mumbled. She used to, like, run up to a wall, and she would slap it as hard as she could. She'd go, Noah. And I would get my butt whooped for hitting my sister because she hit the wall as hard as she could. And I'm going to hand the mic back to my mom before she gets a hold of it.
1: (laughs) Welcome to the Maddox house, (laughs) y'all. Yeah, there are three sides to every story. Amen. (laughs) Oh, my goodness, Jesus. Where are we going? Okay, do you guys know that there is not a single scripture in the Word of God? that gives you permission not to love not one okay he says I even wrote it down in 1 John 2 he tells us not to love the world he tells us not to love the things of the world but never once does he say we can't love his people not one time Ooh, he even tells us we gotta love our enemies. Dang. Where's my fan? I need my fan. Ooh, those soul suckers, y'all. I gotta, I gotta learn to love them. He even says that the world will know that we are his disciples by the way we love each other. So I'm here to tell you, loving one another, it's a, it's a pretty critical reality. You know, I just want to go on record all of this takes grace. Remember I talked about Jesus dying on that cross, <laughs> right? Because of that action, we can do because of the grace he's poured out. Okay? So, let's run them down. He loves you. Anybody else remember he wants you to trust his character? He desires for you to love each other. He also desires us to love ourselves. <laughs> this is the toughie for me, y'all. I'm not going to lie. When I talk about unlovable people in my life, sometimes she's staring at me in the mirror. Only one? Anyone in the room struggle with it? I love when I'm not alone. I figured out that we just kind of know too much about ourselves, don't we? We see all the flaws, the imperfections, the hurts that have been done to us, the hurts that we've caused to others. We see them all. And because of that, self-hate tends to chase me down. I mean, like, he's on a horse, you know, like in the Lord of the Rings? What are those things called? No. The black riders on those big black horses. It was Wraith. It's a Wraith. And he chases me down. And he sniffs out when I try to hide. He's sniffing me out just like he can smell Frodo up underneath that log. Right? I got the ring. He's after me. Self-hate is my nemesis. Um... I think one of the hardest things for me as well is when I say horrible things about myself. Anybody? That really breaks the Father's heart. Um, Robbie was praying about this once, and you want to share that really quick? It's just such a, it's such a powerful story.
0: We were out to eat, and... So I went to the restroom, and I pray in the restroom sometimes. <laughs> and uh, so it's a quiet place. But uh, and I was washing my hands, and, and I just heard the Father in just this really passionate voice. He just said, nothing hurts me more than when you speak bad about yourself. He said, there's nothing that hurts my heart more. That when you put yourself down and say negative things about yourself,
1: and I am incredibly guilty of that, and I'm so hot. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> I need me some palm frond, people. Okay. <laughs> so I'm gonna launch into. It was a. It was a moment in my world where I was struggling so deeply with self-hate. I I just couldn't like me. With every pound I gained, with every hair that turned gray, the sister had to start coloring, y'all. I couldn't help it. I decided I was going to grow old gracefully. You know what I mean? Jesus knew. God the Father knew when he created me, when that first gray hair was going to come in. Nobody told me I'd be 26. Dang it. So, I threw Grace out the window, and I went to my hairstylist. So, these are my new wisdom highlights. But I just couldn't like me right with every minute that these bags grow bigger, these eyes get heavier. I couldn't like me. One day, I was out on my, what I've termed my porch of epiphany. I love my front porch. You really hear God on the porch of Epiphany. Y'all can come over anytime if you need to because it's anointed. And on that porch of Epiphany, I was asking God, why does it bother me that my hair is turning gray? People don't seem to care. I did. Why does it bother me that my eyes are aging in ways I didn't want them to? And I could hear my mama's voice in my head. And when I was Hannah and Noah's age, my mom would tell me, Tony, your eyes and your hair, beautiful, They're beautiful. Basically telling me that all my beauty was wrapped up in those two places. So when those two places started failing me, you could tell me I was beautiful all day long, but I wasn't going to believe you. Because my mama said. So on the porch of Epiphany... <laughs> God set me free. And I was able to go to my hairdresser. (laughs) So in the middle of this self-hate, I sat down one day. And I'm going to need some help. If we can move this. Oh, you're so glorious. Jesus, God, I love you. I cried out to the Father because it became a very quick reality to me that the loudest voice in my head did not belong to the Father anybody else So I was crying out to the Lord and I'm like, Jesus, why is your voice not the loudest voice in my head? I hear you. I know you're there. But why aren't you the loudest? And he led me into a vision. And we fitting to go up in my vision, y'all ready? Yeah, that'd be perfect. I need you to be a sheep. <laughs> Craig Barton, are you willing? Get your staff. Come on up. A few people have volunteered to be sheep for me. I think in this floor space it'll be plenty of you. Come on. Don't be shy, little sheep. (laughs) And I'm going to explain a vision to you that the Lord gave me, and it will tie into everything that I've just been saying to you. He loves you, He wants you to trust His character. He wants you to love other people, and he wants you to love yourself. Craig Barton, playing the part of Jesus. Come over here, baby. I was hoping you'd have one of your babies and you could be, like, carrying people. So, Craig, I need you to be here. All my little sheep. I need a couple more sheep. Come on, y'all. Somebody come be a sheep for me. Come on. couple more. Oh, perfect. That's perfect. So, the sheep, y'all are just going to mill around the floor, just milling, we're just milling around, we're just milling around, okay. Okay, but don't pay too much attention to the sheep, because I need y'all to hear me. Okay, sheep, y'all are all eating, y'all are all eating, stop and eat. Now you don't have to draw, Dan, just pretend, just pretend. I love you, Dan, So I say to the Lord... Why is your voice not the loudest voice I hear? And enter the vision with me. I began to see Jesus standing on this side with his staff. Love him. I saw all these sheep up in the middle. And then over here on the far side of the flock, there was me. And since we can't ask people to play Satan, I'm going to use my phone. So this is a wolf in sheep's clothing. Okay? Y'all with me? Got my picture? So immediately I realized I'm on this side of the flock with the devil. Like, Jesus, why didn't you come after me? He smiled at me just like that. (laughs) Chuckled just a little bit and he goes, you didn't go anywhere. Oh yeah, talk to me, Jesus. Kind of, just yeah. Don't yeah. Just say right to that. Yes, yeah, you hear that voice? Love that voice. But this is the voice of my ear, telling me I'm too fat, telling me I'm worthless, telling me that I'm so broken. You should put me in the dump. This is the voice, and it's right here. So even though Jesus is speaking beautiful things to me, I can't hear him. Jesus, how would I get over here with all those crazy sheep in the middle? <laughs> so instantly, I'm translated in my vision, and I'm standing next to the, to the man. He loves me. Love me, Greg, yeah. love me.
0: Jesus Jesus loves me. (laughs) My love for you never ceases, never ends. Nothing can separate you from my love. I knew you'd be the right Jesus. Thank you.
1: (laughs) (laughs) You can't share yet. Go back over there. This is my shepherd right now. (laughs) I need crazy sheep up in here. So I'm standing next to Jesus, right? And I said, well, if I started here, How did I get over there? And the voice of the Lord began to speak to me. And he said, Tony, every time the enemy, dang, I put him in my pocket. Every time the enemy speaks out against my character. And you agree? Well, we started that ministry. We need, like, half a million dollars to build those houses he's not your provider he's not providing for you we're in debt help us my sister's dying can you save her he's not my healer that's how subtle it is y'all and it's one step at a time Because if the enemy took us off, if he drug us away, kicking and screaming, he'd leave the 99 to come after. But the enemy's more subtle than that. And he's going to whisper, and you're going to agree. It was about this time in my vision, the sheep went ballistic. They are just going. They (laughs) are... Can you make them stop? (laughs) Perfect. Y'all are awesome sheep. And that is literally what I said in my vision. Can you make them stop? Like, I can't. This is, whoo, that's distracting. I can't. And he smiled at me. He said, that's the second part, Tony. Every time the enemy whispers against your brother or your sister. And you agree. Your husband, your wife, your children, throwing babies out the window, right? Every single whisper. You still love me, Jesus? You're not going to leave me, Jesus? Okay, I kind of get where I'm going here, but how did I get there? And the Father told me every time the enemy whispers, to you about you and you agree. I'm too fat. Nobody needs to hear me speak. I'm not a good mother. I have destroyed my children with homeschool. Lord knows. Oh God, how are they ever gonna be productive members of society? (laughs) Yeah. I knew that was me to somebody. I'm telling you, that whole homeschool thing to Took me all the way to the wall. You know what I'm saying? I'm bad. This is bad. It's going to go bad. So then I landed over here where the recognition of the loudest voice. This is where the enemy was. Right? That's his job. Right? Y'all know that. In Daniel 7.25, it says that he, the devil, will whisper Against the most high in order to wear down his saints that's his job he takes it serious and I'm all the way over here by now I'm weeping and I'm like I want to be there how do I get there and he told me it was repentance and I'm like hmm all this is up in my head I ain't been hurting nobody you know what I'm saying he said, repentance is a change of heart, a change of mind. So I need you to change your mind. Let's just start with me. I'm altogether beautiful. There's no blemish in me. I've been fearfully and wonderfully made. Marvelous are your works, God. My soul knows it. hmm Right? We're good? Lord, I forgive my husband. For trying to give me that baby back when she was crying so hard. I forgive Hannah for having colic. I know she planned it that way. Lord, I forgive Noah for trying to jerk down my Christmas tree. Love him. Love him. Oh my gosh, I've made it all the way. Woo! You're good. You're never going to leave me. You're never going to fail me. You're a good, good father. You are a healer. You are the provider. You've met my every need. Every need. And for me, y'all, this can become the loudest voice, even though I have my cell phone in my pocket. Right? Are y'all with me? So that's my vision. Thank you guys for helping me. Yes, please. I'm almost done. Do y'all hate me yet? How am I doing? I got time? Okay. (laughs) Oh, my Lord. I mean, that's a pretty awesome vision. It's rich. Y'all write that down. Take it home. Find out what your own steps might be. There is a reality, y'all, that he's given us all the grace that we need to deal with every one of those consequences. I miss my sister. I miss my mama. She died last year. Out of the blue, unexpected. They're buried side by side. And we buried my mama on the day of the anniversary of my sister's death. Three years later. But Jesus, but Jesus. When he told me I blew a fuse, he gave me another vision. And I could st- see him standing at the fuse box of my life. <laughs> and he said, girl, I'm the master electrician. <laughs> and I'm ready to flip on this switch whenever you're ready. And I wasn't ready. And he knew it he was so loving, so kind, so gentle. So a few, a few weeks later, I got to church, and I had a word for somebody. And let me tell you, it had been like three years since I'd gotten a word for anybody. So I went to that person. I'm like, ooh, Jesus wants me to tell you. And later that day, I was like thanking the Lord for loving on me so softly and kindly the way that he does. And he said, I want to thank you. I needed you to tell her that. And I went, oh, I had a word. Oh, my gosh. I had a word. And he laughed. He said, I flipped that switch when you weren't looking. <laughs> I'm telling you, because he knew I wouldn't do it. I'm a chicken. Y'all think I'm all brave and stuff, but I'm a chicken standing up here. So the reality is... Because of him, we can do these things. And I'm going to share one more story with you that he gave me a long, long time ago because I think it will tell you how he will do for you what you need to bring the healing that you need. So I call it the knitting story. And any old timer, Encounter girls have probably heard this story a time or two, but bear with me. So one day I asked the Lord, I live in Psalm 139. It's my favorite psalm in the Bible. It's my favorite book, probably. I mean, my favorite chapter. There's so much wealth of what God wants you to know about you in Psalm 139. I tell everybody, camp out right there. Camp out right there. So I read that scripture that said, that he has knit us, right? In um, verse 13, I believe it is, um, he says that he wove me in my mother's womb, and I will give thanks to you for I'm fearfully and wonderfully made, and wonderful are your works. Some translations, instead of wove, they use the word knit. It's kind of the same. Can you all kind of see that, the threads, right? Um, in verse 16 it says your eyes have seen my unformed substance and in your book were all written the days that were ordained for me when yet there was not one. So I asked the Lord well what does that mean if you knit me and you knew all of my days before there was one what does that mean? And he said Tony. Tony. Let's knit a blanket. I don't know how to knit, Lord. And I really don't. But it works nonetheless. Okay, so he said, what do you want to knit? I want to knit a blanket. Who do you want to knit it for? Oh, for my first grandbaby, right? I'm moving on to the next set of colic. I'll be there to sew into that baby, whatever I have to do. <laughs> so I said, a baby blanket. Is it a boy or is it a girl? Oh, it's going to be a boy. Ah. How long do you need this blanket to last? Six months? Six years? Are we talking heirloom? And for anybody who knows me, it's go big. So we're talking heirloom. I want this baby to last until only moth and rust destroy it. (laughs) So he said, okay. Well, if you know what you're knitting... You know who it's for. You know how long you need it to last. You know the job you need it to do. Let's go to the store. So me and Jesus, we're all up in Michael's now. You want to come be in Michael's with me, Jesus? <laughs> do y'all know how much yarn is in Michael's? Or hobby lobby? Oh my God, there are walls. walls of yarn. Every color, every texture, every width, every, um, the size of the actual yarn. What's the, I'm not a knitter. I can't tell you. There's a variety. Who? (laughs) Richard tried. I have no idea. But anyway, so we're looking at this wall and I have to pick out the colors I have to pick out the type of yarn I need to use. I have to pick out um, the texture of the yarn that I need to use. Because when all of those things are chosen, then you have to choose your knitting needles. And the knitting needles are pretty critical to the reality. So we picked out all the goodies. And I just, I was weeping. I'm like, Lord, what are you trying to show me? And he said, Tony, I knew all of your days before there was one. I didn't want your daddy to be an alcoholic. That's not what I chose for you. But that was his decision. I knew he'd be emotionally unavailable to you. So I want you to know that it was in that place that I doubled your stitches. I tripled your stitches so that you would not unravel. I knew that I'd call you and Robbie to leave Florida, to leave our families, the people that we knew and loved, to come and find a new place of people that we love. But that was a hard move. And he said, I knew you'd be sad. So I doubled and tripled your stitches so you wouldn't unravel. Because, Tony, I knew what I needed you to do. I knew how long it was going to take you to do it. And I have knit you to walk the path. As hard as it may be, I have knit you able to walk the path that you're on. I have knit you able... To be sober, to stay sober, to have a productive and amazing life. I have knit you able to make decisions that are hard, but I've knit you able to do it. I have knit you able to trust my character when it doesn't look like it's trustworthy. I have knit you able to love the people that come into your life. He's even knit me able to love myself if I would just do it. And as a mom, mama of many, I want you all to know that he has knit you able as well for every piece that you've got to do. I want to remind you He's knit us able to walk on the path laid out before us, even when we don't necessarily want to walk it at all. Anybody? I don't always love my path. (laughs) But he's knit me able. If you will keep yourself tucked safely into the shepherd's arm, that staff he will use to protect you. If you will say, safely in him, he will walk you to the places that you need to go. So this Mother's Day, the heart of the mother that belongs to the father is downloaded to this mother. He loves you. And he's given you all the grace that you will ever need to do what he's asked you to do. And I love you all.
0: Amen. It's good. Thank you, Tony. I'm going to have the worship team come on back. Make their way back up. Um, man, you know, I I couldn't help but think of the story the whole time she was sharing. Uh, Phil reminded me of it um, as we were moderating, and uh, it was just this story in Luke eight where you know says on those on these days Jesus and his disciples got in a boat and he said, Let us go to the other side of the lake and then um, you know, they get in the middle of it. You know, when Jesus tells you something, that's great. He's you know, he's there, he's awesome, you know. But you can get in the middle of it and all of a sudden you feel like, you know, the winds and waves and the chaos of life, the craziness, the you know, death or or hurt or pain or those things try to come in. Man, it sure feels like all of a sudden Man, where are you at? Where, God, you're failing. You know, you're sleeping. <laughs> or do you even understand where I have to? I'm living this life. Do you understand? And you know, and Jesus gets up, and I just really believe He wants to hush some of that that sound this morning. He wants to calm some of those winds and waves this morning. So I'm going to also have the prayer teams come up. I should've said that as well. And, um, just felt like we needed to sing and declare that uh, that last song we were singing. Um, it was a new song, but really powerful words. Um, these words of the declaring that He won't. Some of you might have had trouble speaking that, or saying that that God will never fail you. That God will God will always be there. That He will always be faithful. That's what we were talking about. And so, if that's you this morning, I want you to declare it. Maybe you need to come and just get some prayer to get encouragement. Uh, this morning. Maybe you were at that place that when Tony was speaking some of that, especially when I kept hearing when she was saying she was speaking those things against herself, uh, that maybe maybe God wants to reconcile that. It's a, good t- it's a good day to reconcile that. So let's stand. Let's stand together. Let's just sing. I want to sing that uh, song, especially that chorus again. and Let's just really declare this this morning. Uh, if you want to come and uh, we'll have a chance at the end, but don't wait till the end. If you have something you don't want to pray about, come on up. Uh, these men and women will pray with you. And uh, so, Lord, we just thank you for this word, and we just pray in Jesus' name, God, as we declare this last song, Lord, that God, that there would be something in us that shifts. Lord, there would be something that shifts in the Spirit, Lord, God. We're, Maybe we were not being able to hear the voice of God. Maybe we were way over here on this other side where, where Tony was saying, and, she, and, and we, we want to get back over to that other side where Jesus is declaring and speaking so we can hear that voice. God, I'm praying that you would make this distance, uh, Lord, just supernaturally make this, in this moment, make this distance, Lord. Uh, That where we can get back to the Father, we can get back to Jesus declaring into our spirit that we are loved, that we're enjoyed, that you like us, that you love us, that you enjoy us. So let's just sing this and declare it this morning.